It's good to see you today. I hope that you've had a, a good day. This is a, a, a new process, a, a new um, avenue for us to explore uh, what God has for us each day um, by going through His Scriptures. You know, it's, it's one of those things that we get caught up so often in the hecticness of life, and daily life comes at us fast. And it's easy to get out of the habit of daily devotionals or getting into the Word and everybody does that in a different way. Uh, for me, that's hard. It's, it's hard for me you, you know, I, I, to just sit, take 15, 20 minutes and sit and do nothing except just read through the Scripture. But the problem is, is that is vital for us. It's vital for us to incorporate that into our daily lives. And one of the things that I, I feel that's happening in our society and within the, the church world is that we spend a lot of time, we go to church, we, we hear different podcasts and things like that, and those are always really good. Uh, but are, do we know what the Bible says? Um, are we looking and exploring and finding uh, biblical truth uh, in a world that is throwing all kinds of truth at us or what it claims is truth? Uh, and we have to navigate those waters, and we're going to navigate them one way or the other. Well, I think we need to, to be searching through the scriptures to find that truth. And so I was thinking about a, a kind of a, a different way that we could do this uh, as part of the Journey family and the extended Journey family for all of you who join us uh, online and see us on Facebook and things like that. So we're starting a, uh, a path of reading through the Bible. Now, just to let you know, that takes a little more than a couple Sundays. Right? It takes a little while to get through the Bible. Uh, I'm going to encourage you, and we're going to try to read every word of the Bible, which means this is going to take a while. Right? This is a long-term uh, process. I, I really have no idea. I'm, I am not one of those who meticulously plans things out, so I do not have it all planned out uh, for three years. But it will take us uh, over two years, I'm sure, uh, to get through this, because we're planning on doing this every Tuesday and every Thursday. And, uh, and what I will do is, the, the way that I'm approaching this, is we're going to go through the Bible in a chronological way. Um, so, so that means sometimes we're going to be skipping around. Now, we'll be in Genesis for a while, because obviously that uh, all happened first. Uh, but then we will, we will start incorporating, and when we start reading through uh, Kings, We'll also be reading through Psalms because some of the Psalms were written during the time of the kings and kind of things like that. So to, to realize that uh, the scripture, it is a big story, uh, but it also actually happened throughout history. And, uh, and so we're going to approach it that way. And I, I hope this will be something that's very beneficial for you. Um, I, I know it's going to challenge me um, and I, I really look forward to going through this journey uh, with you. Um, the way that I'm going to approach it, um, as you know, you can get kind of bogged down in all kinds of different things in the Bible that are fascinating. For example, uh, we're going to be reading about people and how long they lived. Uh, there's lots of people who get into numerology in the Bible and all of those things. My basic way that I approach Scripture is I look at Scripture as how it informs us of how we live our life in a practical, realistic way. Like, how does this apply to us now? How does this apply to the way that we're living our lives uh, at, at this moment? So is there going to be some theology? Of course. But we're not going to debate big things that 
that don't apply to your daily life. That's my goal anyway. Um, some of it you may say, hey, this, what's this guy rambling about? Well, I apologize. Hit fast forward on your podcast and you can catch back up whenever I make sense. But my goal is to look at the scripture and help us apply it to our daily life. Also, I, I am not spending hours and hours and hours researching all of this. A lot of it, I, I want it to be kind of natural and uh, reading through and, and giving some of the highlights and the things that jump out to me. They may not be things that jump out to you, uh, but hopefully it will be beneficial. And uh, so to start us off, uh, chronologically, it was really hard to figure out where to start, um, except that it's Genesis 1, verse 1. And I want to encourage you, if you want to take a moment to pause, we're going to go Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2 right now. That's what we're going to be talking about. So if you want to uh, pause uh, and read Genesis chapter 1 and 2, and then uh, come, come back with us, we'd love for you to do that. So here we go. Genesis 1 uh, begins with what I think is the most important thing. Because Genesis, uh, people, man, there's whole ministries that are created on the creation story. Right, the the idea of creation and discussing creation has caused major splits and divisions, and and it's one of those things that a lot of people have a really hard time with, especially as we've learned more scientifically. Um, you know, as people have explored God's creation more in depth, and our technology has allowed us to do that, um, it's caused some people to ha- look at the creation story more critically and kind of dismiss it. Uh, which I think is uh, is very sad. And sometimes we get involved in these discussions that we try to prove that the first couple chapters of Genesis are giving a scientific explanation of how the world came about. It's not doing that. Now, it doesn't go against science, but it's not trying to give a scientific worldview of how the world was created. And it's vital that we we do understand that because I believe that the Genesis creation account is found and, and in some ways, if you don't believe the first verse of the Bible, there's really not much reason for you to read any other part of the Bible unless you just like a good moral code to follow. Right? The key to to believing and the key to our faith and the key to the creation story is Genesis chapter one, verse one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's the creation story right there. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What that asserts is that God has always been, right? He's been there from the beginning, right? We, whatever that beginning is, even if there's not a beginning, God was there, right? And in the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth. So they come from him. That actually gives a pretty big blanket. God could have created in multiple different ways. And that's okay, right? And as we learn different things, and you know, you can get into evolution and the Big Bang theory and all of these different things. Well, the reality is, is we can argue about those and we can have discussions about it. But if we can't agree on who created, then really, the, there is no way that we're going to come together, right? And so, to me, the most important thing, if if you're going to be a person of faith, if you are choosing to follow God. The creation story that you believe has to be that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
And then we can have fun debating other aspects of that, right? But that is vital as we move forward. So then we do move forward. And, and the way that I kind of look at this is how would God want to introduce himself to us? Would he want to introduce himself to us by giving us a scientific understanding of how he created dirt and water and tell us about hydrogen and oxygen and the periodic table of elements? Okay, all of that is part of God. He created all of that. But that doesn't really tell me a whole lot about God, right? I want to know about God. I want to know about the character of God. I want to know, if you will, his personality, how he relates to us. And Genesis chapter 1 and 2 are vital to our understanding of the nature of God and some basic biblical truths of God. So there's some big picture items that I really want, want to hear, uh, hit here. It says, the earth was, was, was without form and was void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. Right? The word there is used uh, is chaos. Right? The world was in chaos. There was no order to it. There was no form to it. Uh, it didn't have purpose. Right? It was in darkness. Now, I don't know about you, but that's not a place that I would really want to hang out. Right? That's not a place to sustain life. That's a place that brings you to depression. Right? And so that's where things started. But what happened? The Spirit of God, the breath of God, starts to hover over the, the waters of chaos. Right? And all of a sudden, things start to change. It says, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. So God, what does he do? He enters into the chaos. He enters into the darkness. And he starts to bring about change. You know, that's how God first starts to enter into your life, is he enters into the chaos. He enters into the darkness. And so often, man... It's easy to feel like we're surrounded by chaos right now because guess what? We are, right? And the reality is, is part of the character, the essence of God is that he enters into that chaos. And then when you see what God does, the first three days, uh, he's, he's starting to give form to things. He's starting to divide things out. He divides light and, uh, and darkness. He divides waters from the waters. Then he uh, divides the, uh, the land from the waters, Right, so he's giving form to things. So no longer is it this thing of chaos. Right, God is starting to give it form. It's starting to make sense. But then he doesn't stop there. He also gives it function. He gives it purpose. Right, he starts filling up those forms. He he uh, he separates the light and the dark. Then he fills it with the great light of the sun and the 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 stars and the moon at night to govern. Right, so he starts to give purpose and meaning. And, and that, that is the essence of who God is, is that he brings about order from chaos. And he does that on an individual level, but he did that at the very beginning. That's who he is. He's bringing about uh, this purpose and meaning to, to a place where before there were none. And, uh, and so it goes on. And after every day, uh, God says, it's good. So it's, hey, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing what I want to do. And at the heart of it is I want the world to be good. I want this to be a good place, a good place for my creation who I, and, and a good place for those who I am ultimately going to create, which brings us to day six. Day six, 
one of the most important uh, scriptures in all in all of scripture uh, in all of human history. In fact, um, you can say that this is the basis of all ideas of freedom of of things like that. Is this idea that we are created in the image of God? Right. Verse uh, twenty six says, "God said, let us make man in our image, uh, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish and and over the birds in the air." Right, so that he created us in his image. Right, there's a connection between us and God. We can have a relationship with God unlike the rest of creation. It doesn't mean that the rest of the creation wasn't good. It is, and in fact, God cares about the rest of creation so much that he he requires us to take care of that creation. Right, but there is something different about us. We are created in his image. We are created by Him to be in relationship with Him. God cannot be in relationship with our pets and the dogs and the trees and the mountains. As beautiful as all that is, God cannot be in relationship with it the same way He is in relationship with you. Because God created you in His image. And then it specifically says that God created them Male and female. In his image, he created them. That is part of who you are. And I know right now, and and we live in a time where everything becomes divisive and things like that, and everything is tried to put in political camps and things like that. And my heart breaks for those who struggle with their identity and struggle to whether they are male or female. And I think one of the things that we look at the basic biblical truth that many of us are missing, if we are looking for our identity in anywhere other than the Creator God, we're going to be a little confused to the point that we may be confused about male and female. But that is part of who God created you to be. That is a beautiful, unique aspect of who God created each one of us to be. So it's vital that we understand that, that it starts with God creating us as an individual, as an individual who can have a relationship with him. Because in his image, he created us. He created you, he created me, and we can have a relationship with him. That is uh, so vital for us to understand, and it is a foundational uh, biblical understanding of being created in the image of God. Honestly, this would solve many of the challenges that we face today. Um, this, this answers the question of why is racism bad? Um, because it's stupid, because we were all created in the image of God. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter your skin color, right? Because God created you that way, and he created us intentionally with differences. And that's okay. It doesn't diminish our relationship with him at all. It's only our human sinfulness that starts putting that into categories and elevating one over the other. At the heart of it, uh, God has created all of us equal, equally created in his image. And so then we continue to go, uh, go forward. And so that gets us to the end of, of uh, chapter one. And at the end of that, God has said after each day, he said, it is good. But after he creates us, he creates those who he can have a relationship with, He says, it is very good. 
Right? So, so God has created this wonderful situation with now uh, people that he can have a relationship with, and they live in this beautiful creation that God, God created for them, and it is good. And so on the seventh day, he did what all of us should do on the seventh day, and that's take a nap. And that's the one commandment that you should never break, is always take a nap at least one day out of the week. Right? That, that is vital. And so if, if you need to watch golf to do it, I encourage you. God created the land that we created golf courses from. So enjoy taking the nap. Enjoy resting. Right? And, and there, there actually is a very important uh, uh, truth to this, that we need to rest. Right? It doesn't matter if you're secular or religious. If you never rest, if you never take care of yourself, you are going to burn out of life. Right? You need to take time. And of course, what God has called us to do is not only to rest, but take that time to recognize that we are created in His image, to enter into that relationship with Him. And so we see God resting at the beginning uh, of chapter 2. Uh, and then it continues on, and, and we could get into the debates, well, is this a second creation story now? No, again, this is all telling us about God. It's teaching us about basic truths about the character of God and His relationship with us. If we dissect it from a scientific point of view, we are going to miss the point of it. This is the beginning of Genesis, the beginning of the Bible, is doing what any good book does. It introduces you to the main character and the, the situation that, is, uh, that everything else is going to flow from. Uh, and, and that is what the beginning of Genesis is doing. So we get to Genesis, uh, it talks about uh, God breathing his breath uh, into Adam, uh, the way that he creates uh, man, which is a beautiful image, right? That the breath of God is kind of blown into us, that it fills us up, that it is what, it's the, the life source, if you will, is the breath of God. Um, and, uh, and you see that, and and then you see uh, Adam has a job to do. He's supposed to take care of the, of the garden. Uh, and then God sees that it's not good for man to be alone, right? Adam's getting lonely. So God says, well, I've created all of these animals. Uh, Adam, why don't you pick one to be a companion? And so Adam starts looking at all the animals. And, uh, and you know, he was probably real close to picking one to be a mate. And he was like, eh, you know, I, I just can't go there. There's not one that really fits the bill, right? And, uh, and so God says, all right, I, I know what we're going to do. And, uh, and so God creates from, uh, for Adam a helpmate, a soulmate, right? And he creates Eve. Uh, again, remember, God has already said he creates all of us in his image, male and female. This isn't a hierarchy. This is talking about now going from how God created us as individuals to now how God is already shifting the basic building block of society. The building block of, uh, of creation is the family, right? That God created us not to be alone, that God created us to be with someone else. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone is going to do that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the the, the foundational uh, idea of when God was creating uh, is this is how it was going. And he knew that people needed uh, to, to have relationship with, with one another, and especially a close relationship uh, that, that begins the, the family uh, building blocks. 
And so we have Eve and Adam, and I love what it says uh, uh, that uh, right there at the end of uh, verse 24 and verse 25, uh, it says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Again, this idea of creating the family as the building block uh, of all of creation. Uh, it's vital for us to understand. I think it's very important um, to, to recognize that. Uh, and then it says, and they were both naked, right? Uh, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Right? So now, I don't know about you, um, but if there weren't mirrors, maybe I wouldn't be ashamed, right? <laughs> but there are. And so most of us, there's a little shame that comes with that, right? And what this is really the big picture of what we have here uh, is that we don't have mirrors, maybe. Um, or the, the other is that everything was good. This was the way that God desired things to be, right? And, and he desired his creation to be good, and he desired us to be good within creation. And so the things that we would do would be to, to work for the good of creation, right? Adam and Eve were there to take care of the garden. They were there to take care of the animals, right? It was a good situation, and there was nothing to be shame, uh, shameful about, right? Because Adam and Eve were doing as they were created to do. They were in a relationship with God that, that was, was perfect, that had not been broken, right? And so they were not ashamed, so Genesis chapter 1 and 2, that kind of starts the setup. That's the beginning. Right? That's how God wanted things to be. Um, and that's, that's really important, that God wanted things to be good. He wanted creation to be just the way that he created it to be, where we are able to live in this world, to be in a relationship with him and with each other, uh, and it was going to be a, a wonderful experience. But we know that that's not <laughs> the rest of the story. We know things change very quickly. So for next time, uh, I encourage you to uh, read chapters 3 through 5, 3, 4, and 5, uh, and we're going to look where, where things kind of go off the rails, uh, and, and we start learning even more uh, about who God is, uh, but, but we've learned so much already. And I encourage you, as you kind of read through Genesis chapter 1 and 2, think about what is this telling you about God and his relationship with you. Right? We, we can have lots of fun talking about evolution and all of those things, but the most important thing to me is that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created them good. He brought order out of chaos. He created you in his image, and then he created us to be in relationship with him and with other people, and he's already set the building blocks for the family, which is the building blocks for society moving forward. All right, I hope that this is uh, something that you'll enjoy. Um, I encourage you, share this with, with others. Uh, this is going to come out on Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, and we're going for a, for a long time. We're in it for the long haul, um, which, is, which is good. I think that we're going to be here in around three years, 
Now, after that, I don't know, but I think we can make it another three years and we're going to make it through the Bible uh, together and I hope we all uh, draw closer to him from it. Hope you have a wonderful week. We'll see you on Thursday.